Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This is Everyone is Hot. Hi, Michael. Hi, Shelley. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing okay. How about you? Ah, I am uh, so great. Very happy that it is uh, spooky season. Halloween times. Mm, I'm feeling pretty spooky. How about you? Um, well, my question for you is, what's your costume going to be? Hmm. I don't know that I'm going to be going anywhere. So I don't know. Is it worth putting a costume together? I mean, normally it's something that I really love, but is it enough to just wear a costume in front of my grandmother? Yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> well, I definitely can't do like, um, you know, a slutty fill in the blank if it's for my grandma. Um, I mean, it depends on what have... she likes. Sure. <laughs> wait, wait, what she likes? Like her granddaughter? <laughs> I mean, I mean, like costumes, you know, she might be very, you know, proud of your liberated sexuality, you know? like Yeah, my conservative Southern grandma loves a slutty costume. <laughs> um i can't tell if you're being sarcastic yeah i very much am Uh, i mean we talked previously about my uh wanting to be baby annette right um which would be a very labor-intensive costume that no one would understand or appreciate here but it might be worth it for me you know and for those likes on the gram true but what about you i mean we've also talked about you potentially being adam driver (laughs) 
in the movie Annette. (laughs) So I've been looking at wigs uh, for a potential uh, Bradley Cooper in A Star Is Born costume. Um, (laughs) Oh my god. Wait. Okay, we're not in the same state. We're not in the same city. We are far away. Can you be Bradley Cooper? I'll be Gaga. And let's recreate the meme of him being like, I just want to get another look at you. That is so funny. That is so funny. <laughs> I love the idea of doing oh. memes. for. I, did a, I was a meme last year for Halloween. So meme Which costumes meme? are, I was the Arthur meme. Yes. The Arthur closed fist Amazing. meme. Amazing. Yeah. So you were John Legend. Uh, is Arthur? Wait, wait, what? You, you know, people talk about how Arthur looks like John Legend. That is bullshit because John Legend looks nothing <laughs> like Arthur. I look like he Arthur. Looks exactly like John, Arthur. John Legend me? looks nothing like Arthur. He looks like one of Arthur's friends, like the kid with the antlers. <laughs> yeah, maybe the rabbit guy. Uh, but n- no one, no one tuned in to hear us talk about this crap. No, absolutely not. This is bullshit. <laughs> but we do have ugh. a very spooky, scary guest this week, do we not? Uh, a thrilling champion, uh, creator <laughs> and co-host of the Spooky Doings improv show and podcast, and very dear friend, Rick Guzman, everyone. Hello, kids. Yes, clap, clap, keep clapping. The children love Rick. (laughs) (laughs) The feeling is not mutual. (laughs) Cover your ears, kids. It's going to get gross. Uh, (laughs) Get out of here, kids. It's going to be too horny and too spooky. Little known fact, I didn't like children when I was one. Oh, wow. (laughs) I feel like that's all three of us, yeah? We feel Um, like the kind of kids who like hung out with teacher, you know? (laughs) Um, yeah, I would interview every child to see if they read, uh, if they were up to date on Harry Potter and if they weren't, I was just like, you're trash. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, the poor kids. I was a snob. One day, one day they'll be adults and then they'll also be annoying, but a little less so. (laughs) Yeah. Just taller, perhaps. Yeah. 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 Thank you very much for having me on the show. Oh, oh, thank you for being here. Oh, my goodness. So, Rick, you've got a really, really good stealth sex symbol this week. Could Mm -hmm. you tell us who we're going to be talking about? I I could. Uh, People that know me uh, know I love the ladies, uh, especially (laughs) um, back in the day. The 90s were a weird time. Uh, (laughs) God's dolls were a thing. Um, they still are, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm, I've been retired a long time, but we're going to flip it on you. We're going to talk about a very sexy man, uh, uh, who who likes to go by Mama Walde to Mm -hmm. his very close friends, but to the rest of the world, people that don't know him, uh, personally or biblically, he's Blackula. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) it was that quick. Good night, everybody. Oh, wow. Um, Trigger finger, ready to go. Very great. You good? (laughs) Was waiting. She was waiting. I was absolutely waiting. Oh, and now I'm coming. But yeah, this is a great choice. Oh, my God. So sexy. William Marshall, the actor who plays Blackula in the 1972 film, directed by William Crane. Michael, could you tell us, what is Blackula about? 
An 18th century African statesman is transformed into a vampire, cursed with the name Blackula, then entombed in Dracula's castle after he fails to convince the Count to support him in his cause to end the straight slave trade. Take that again. <laughs> okay. An 18th century African statesman is transformed into a vampire, cursed with the name Blackula, and entombed in Dracula's castle after he fails to convince the Count to support him in his cause to end the slave trade. 200 years later, a pair of interior decorators transport his coffin to L.A., where he awakes with an unquenchable thirst for human blood. As Blackula pursues a woman who resembles his long-dead wife, her brother-in-law, a pathologist, investigates the string of carnage that follows in the vampire's wake. Can you dig it? No. Yes, I can. Yes, Michael I usually can. does, you know, the movie guy voice, but this was, man, you gave that some real funk, so I gotta give it a... <laughs> That was truly a masterpiece. You know, you know, I, I really try to think about the marketing of the time of the era. Sure. Uh, and so, you know, I, I feel like that would have been that would have been one. I mean, I could just YouTube the the trailer, but um, no. Listen, I think that the the original trailer could not possibly be as good as that. And I will say, I can dig it. Yes, because I'll you read that you so one well. Further. I'll see you and I'll raise you. To the best of my knowledge, since the death of James Brown, no one has been, uh, no one has claimed the title of Soul Brother Number One. I've petitioned for it; it's fallen yeah. on dead ears. Yeah. But I think this puts uh, Sexy Mike Stevens in the running. Oh for my god! Soul oh my god, Rick! Oh. you are you are too kind, uh, and this is why you are the second straight man to have ever been on this podcast. Yeah, I'm number two. <laughs> I'm number two. <laughs> also, we're definitely going to call you Sexy Michael Stevens from now on. Oh God, I, 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 you're I, no I, longer Mike. You're Sexy Mike. Oh, oh, just just to let you know, uh, Chelly, that's how I've been referring to uh, Sexy Mike Stevens for years uh, in the improv community. There's a lot of Mikes. There's a lot of Michaels. Uh, yeah, a couple of Mikeys. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you differentiate? Now, you could just say well, Mike Stevens and people would know, but I don't think it it pays the right amount of tribute to someone as sexy as Sexy Mike Stevens. Oh so it's God. like a tribe called Quest. You gotta mm. say the whole thing. Mm. Yeah. We gotta have you, you on Christmas. You have to show respect. <laughs> we gotta have you on a couple more episodes. Yeah. I'll be in the trenches fighting the war on Christmas, so I may not be available. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Well, yeah, our anti-Christmas you. episode. Your you will be on <laughs> to praise Sexy Mike. So now, okay, Rick. Uh, normally, after we cover a synopsis of the movie, we do have another segment uh, with a friend of Michael's, and I would say he's maybe um, a frenemy of mine, um, a someone with whom I have a complicated relationship. Mm. Um, both emotionally and physically. So, um, and his name is. They call me Frankenstein. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he's 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 a bit of a. Some people regard him as a as a monster. Yeah. Um, But yeah, very dear close friend of mine. I think you know it's it's an on and off friendship, and he should be here. Um. 
uh, any moment. Yeah. Do you have like an ETA? Like, what are you, what are you thinking? Because um, really... we have this problem a lot where, you know, he says he's coming at a certain time where, you know, we want to keep like a tight podcast episode where we like do the synopsis and then we go right into his segment. Um, and that never seems to happen. I've it always seen... seems he's got some sort of excuse. I've seen Drunkenstein wandering the villages and um, you've seen him. Yeah. 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 And uh, were you carrying like a pitchfork? No, no, no. I I, I try to steer clear. (laughs) I don't want to be involved, but I see him kind of like with some of his comrades uh, Hmm. trying to get to a goal and it really doesn't work. He's easily distracted. He slips a lot. But one night I witnessed, uh, one of Drunkenstein's friends take Drunkenstein's hand and walk with him. And if you do that, he'll match you. Um, problem is his hand is very clammy. It's stitched poorly. It does fall yeah. off. There's a bit of vomit on it. So yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you're, you're oh, on your Jesus. own. Yeah. Nice. Well, I, I it's interesting that, you know, we talk to him every week and yet we can't seem to, you know, see him in person most of the time and yet uh you you see him around so that's <laughs> funny how that works i mean i play <laughs> Fortnite with him sometimes so what? like we are in communication during the week and then over oh, the weekend it's just god Wait, I'm you've check been talking my... to him pardon you've been talking to him just playing Fortnite. <laughs> okay because he said he was gonna call me last week and I didn't hear shit. Dang. But he can play Fortnite? I mean, this you've is got mail. Absolutely... Oh. All right. Hold on. I, I think Was I that just... you? I think, yeah, I think I got an AOL email. Hold on. Yeah, who, who could that be? I'm going to log in, see if my dial-up is... Okay. Yeah, clickety-clack. Clickety-clack. Click-click. Sorry, I'm just yeah. putting and? my password in. And? Mm-hmm. Putting my password in. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You are smart. You are great. Come and uh, count to the number eight. Uh, light as a feather, stiff as a board. Uh, you have a really well protected account. Jesus. 12, 10, 1989, 1965, 1968. Michael, um, you, you might want to mute yeah. your mic. Oh, no, my God. Let, let, it, let, it, let it go. Let it go. My bad, my bad. And then oh, uh, star cool. six nine sixty nine sixty nine. I think this might also be his bank account, and uh, you know. I, yeah, I, Rick. I yeah. I hope you're not writing this down, Rick. Because no, no, no. I'd never. I'd never See, I have to account. find my oh, social security. God. My social security somewhere in yeah, there. Can, can you do that? Seven, no, seven, Michael. Seven, eight, Michael, eight, don't do it. Eight, two, oh, three hundred empire. All right. right. If he reads out his bank number. Okay. Okay. No, I, 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 what, yeah. Uh, could could you do that again, like from the top? Um, seven, Michael, seven, don't seven. Do eight, don't eight, do it, Michael. Eight, Michael. Three, 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 six, no, eight, eight, no, eight, Michael. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. You are smart. You are good. Come and help us count to the number eight. All right. I am in. I'm in. No, I, I'm in too. But great. Hold on. <laughs> okay. So I have an email from Drinkenstein. Um, uh huh. Yeah. Uh, what does he have to say for himself? <clears throat> Spookiest tidings of autumnal ennui to you both. I love this time of year when we are all reminded so visually of death. 
I hope in your oral medium you will enjoy describing my newest concoction, the Corpse Reviver number 69. If this blasted commitment to play extreme frisbee golf this afternoon didn't affect our what? team seating in the playoffs, I'd be there to describe it in person. But alas, me. we must avenge last year's champion defeat. Also, Michael, are we still hanging on Tuesday? Could we play Fortnite? Oh, yeah. What? And hi, Shelly. Whatever. He's got like a little emoji with the eyes rolled. Hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? Wow, he does not like you, Shelly. <laughs> this guy has some fucking nerve. Mm. Oh. oh, listen. Shelly. What a dick. Wow. What an asshole. I... <laughs> I'm still going to play Fortnite with him, but. <laughs> Michael. I would invite Drunkenstein to sever the stitching. Um, around his penis so that he could bring it up to his face and choke on it. Well, he'd probably like that. Thank you, Rick. He Thank would like that. You. I, I think he... he yeah, because he should see what it feels like to be the one choking on that. So I mean, he, he that's, has, that's all I'll say. He, he, right now. he has, and if you would like to, I mean, it, it's just, you know, it depends on his mood. Yeah. Chivalry and death are just fight. dormant. Yeah. I, listen. You crying? I'm not going to get into it all. No, I'm not crying. I don't have video on for this recording, but I'm not crying. I, I I'm feel actually your really mascara. okay, and I'm actually really great. No, I, I'm actually really okay, and I'm, I'm fine. And honestly, Derek doesn't have any effect on me because I'm a strong, independent woman, and I don't <laughs> depend on a man for value. Hell yeah, you don't need no, to depend I'm, on You're a survivor. Yeah. I don't like no scrubs. And he says he's a scrub, so I'm okay. This 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 <laughs> drunken dead bits of jigsaw puzzle people. His name is fucking Derek. Uh, Derek A. <laughs> Dunkenstein, yeah. Oh, that's some bullshit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a dumb. It's a dumb name, right? It's a really dumb name. And yeah. he's a dumb. He's a dumb guy. So. I mean, he he was born yeah. in the '90s, so I mean, there were a lot of Derek's. <laughs> the '90s were Listen. a weird time. You're gonna hear that a lot from yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to dwell on this person anymore because he's not worth my time and he's not worth my energy. No. So I think we should just get ahead to whatever dumb drink he sent this week. Did he send did he send a drink this week, Michael? Uh yes. Uh the Corpse Reviver 69. Love that title. Okay. Could you could you forward it to me? Click it. I just want to get this out of the way. I just sent okay. it. You've got mail. It. Oh, perfect. Okay. Got it. Okay. So, um, Derek sent us a recipe this week. It's called The Corpse Reviver, number 69. Now, this drink calls for one ounce of gin, one ounce of Lillet Blanc, 0.25 ounces sweet vermouth, 0.25 ounces of Campari, and juice of half a lemon. Shake hard and double strain into a chilled stemmed glass rimmed with absinthe. And that is the Corpse Reviver number 69. Ooh, I really like this because I like Negronis and this rhymes with one. This is kind of the flavor. Yeah. Very I good. hate 
to admit it. I hate to say it, but it does sound like a good drink. It's a great I, drink. I I do want to try it. So oh. yeah, he's got his flaws, but that Derek makes a mean drink. Make a real good drink. I'm gonna be over here sipping on a Pepsi and avoiding <laughs> Drunkenstein, but it's not surprising that you know he'd be good at it. You know, you practice enough. Yeah, uh, you got it. Practices enough, and like, you know, that he's is got the soul of an artist. Is yeah. the thing. It's like you know, an artist are by nature unreliable. And everybody they do try, create beauty. Everybody fucks up when they try to be good at everything. You just got to be good at a few things. <laughs> true, and, <laughs> yeah. and that's enough. This is true. And I can say Derek is good at a few things. <laughs> I know that's right. But anyway. Uh, so, Michael, we also paired Blackula with a, a couple of movies of our own. Would yeah. you like to get into it? Uh, yes. Um, let's start with the one that I just finished. Um, Daughters mm-hmm. of Darkness, 1971. Harry Kumel. How do you say his last name? Kumel? I say like Kumel. Kumel. Kumel? Kumel? It's got an umlaut. So. Yes. Kumel? Kumel. Kumel Nanjiani. Yeah, perfect. Well, <laughs> I just watched Daughters of Darkness. Uh, Shelly, you sold it to me as a uh, lesbian vampire film. So I was like, this That's sounds correct. interesting. 1971. Um, mm-hmm. Watched it just, just now. Um, yeah. I loved it. And I will note that I first learned of this movie from the book Vampires and Violets, Lesbians in Film by Andrea Weiss, which I highly recommend. It's yeah. a really good book about lesbian movies. Yeah. Um, I, I knew um, I would love this movie uh, when <laughs> I met Delphine Seyrig's character. Um, yes. Oh my God. Like, like when you say lesbian vampire film in my brain that translates to okay so whoever like the main vampire is that is going to be my like that's who i want to be um <laughs> absolutely i saw this woman and i was like wow i want to be her <laughs> she just she's so well put together um she knows oh god if they remade this kate blanchett we were talking about this earlier kate blanchett should totally do this part um but absolutely uh, uh and, and she is a bit, just, oh. yeah, she's a bit outside of like our normal territory for this podcast because I mean she is traditionally incredibly beautiful, but I feel like she does not, uh, outside of sort of like you know film nerd culture where she is you know absolutely beloved. Uh, I feel like she, we don't talk about her enough as like being an all time hottie because not only is she beautiful, she's a great actress. She chose amazing movies uh most people i think would know her from jean dielman uh in which she plays yes. you know, oh my god, the title that's... character oh my god i didn't even know that was... yes I love well that that's movie. the biggest she's I got insane movie. range and she's almost like even though she doesn't like physically transform in the way that you think of like you know a indulgent method actor like a christian bale or someone like you know gaining 40 pounds she doesn't do anything like radically different with her body but she just is able to like convey such different sort of um moods and experiences in her different roles because i mean it's honestly hard to reconcile like her biggest roles because they all feel so different like this is this sort of like 
glamorous, campy vampire character. Jean Dielman is that like very sort of muted minimalist performance. Oh She's God. also in um last year at Marion Bad. That was like one of her first like really big like international like hits. And she she feels like a different actor in all of those movies. And yeah. beyond the fact that she is like truly I think one of the best actors who has like ever been in a film. Um, she also was like really fucking cool in her in her personal life. Like she was a staunch leftist, staunch feminist. Um, there was a thing in the 70s called the the Manifesto of the 343, which was uh, an open letter signed by a bunch of French women who had had abortions when it was illegal. Mm. Um, yeah, to like protest for the legalization of abortion. And she was one of the, uh, the signatories. And yeah, I mean, she's really fucking cool. She directed this documentary called, um, I think it's uh, uh, Sois Belle et Tetoi. It's like, look pretty and shut up. In which, like, a bunch of, like, yeah, and a bunch of actors, like, of this, you're good, you're good, (laughs) just, like, talked about, like, sexism in the film industry, like, she's, she's really fucking cool. (laughs) Holy shit. All right, well, there's, there's someone that, uh, whose filmography I'm definitely going to look at a lot more closely. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Even with Jean Dielman, like, I mean, she was already, like, an established, like, older actress, older, in quotes, you know, like, I think she was, like, in her maybe early 40s or something right but i mean Chantal ackerman was 25 when she made that movie and to like put such faith into the vision of like a 25 year old artist was just amazing yeah she's cool i really i really really love her <laughs> oh god i'm so oh great yeah so- <laughs> if you weren't in love enough you're gonna be even more in love <laughs> uh speaking of in love uh an- we watched another film uh, which mm-hmm. you know deals with uh, uh, love and romantic longing. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Shelley, why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about that film? Ooh, so, so our other film that we watched this week was Werner Herzog's uh, Nosferatu, the Vampire, uh, from nineteen seventy nine. Um, Rick had some really interesting thoughts on this. Uh, just to give a little bit of background, this was from an interesting period in uh, Herzog's career when he was <laughs> making a lot of films that I would say have a sort of like, let's put on a show vibe. Like they were clearly made <laughs> with like very limited budgets, but I think yep. are really interesting sort of like character studies. I mean, I think a lot of times when people think about Herzog, they think about movies like Fitzcarraldo where, you know, he took a literal boat over a mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had a run of movies in the seventies that were like so small um, but so I think like kind of emotionally astute like this. And he did an adaptation of um, Wojciech, which I, is maybe my favorite Herzog movie. Um, but yeah, but it also, <laughs> a lot of these movies starred Klaus Kinski, who is a problem. Um, one of, you know, a lot of actors are monsters. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Kinski is a, a true blue psychopath yeah. like he is a a true true monster like um, phil specter level uh horror. yeah like criminal monster <laughs> like uh which makes it hard to watch some of these some of herzog's best movies yeah. um you know he is very famously gotten into like what a fucking freak this guy is in you know movies like my best fiend where uh he documents uh what a <laughs> crazy guy he was but um 
yeah, it's it's interesting because I do think this is a really really good film, yeah. but you it's impossible to not think about the fact that the leading actor who gives an amazing performance is also yeah a, com- a complete uh, monster yeah so but rick you say, had you yeah. had some thoughts on this yeah. about um <laughs> i had not seen not about it before Kinsky, but, yeah um yeah <laughs> now i feel a little dirty uh going in ignorant because uh, i'd heard <laughs> the name klaus kinski before but not the i didn't uh, know either troublesome shenanigans i i didn't know either yeah troublesome shenanigans to say to say the least <laughs> yeah <laughs> no as, as the horror fan yeah. I, I i saw it was on shutter and i'm like oh i'll i'll watch mm-hmm. this at some point because i like Werner herzog uh mm-hmm. but i know him mostly for his documentaries as opposed to his uh works of fiction so watching it it's like okay it, it's todd browning's dracula story uh mm-hmm. But with the visual creature from Murnau's Nosferatu, mm-hmm. which caused my brain to short circuit a little, because <laughs> yeah. you know uh, he, he's he's no Mama Waldi, and I think um, uh, since Bella Lugosi, most of us has been conditioned to see our vampires as sexy come on there's there's penetration and there's fluid transfer who doesn't love yeah yeah um so so this was cool but i also like seeing some scenes that were very bright and on location as opposed to a set Mm. and i'd probably enjoy it more if i got to hear Werner herzog's commentary over it because you know just that (laughs) scene when he shows up at the end like he arrived you know, Jonathan arrives on a fucking horse, but now he needs a coach to take him to the Borgo Pass. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. what happened to his fucking horse? And he's like, well, fine, I'll just walk. And I would love to hear Werner Herzog explain, <laughs> like, we filmed this in... I can't do the accent now. I'm switching into Dracula. Hang on. <laughs> we filmed this in the Transylvania duck country. I want to hear like <laughs> just how the fuck that, where they're just ducks on set and he freestyled and went, just use them, use them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I find it hard to, so what I love about this movie, there's two versions of it. There's one that he shot in German and then there's one that was shot mm. in English. And there are some of the quotes from Dr- Count Dracula, like, even though uh, they're being said by, you know, this monster. Um, I can't <laughs> help but hear uh, Werner Herzog's voice doing <laughs> Count Dracula. <laughs> Just listen yeah, to him. Yeah, that with like a lot of movies of that era, that he would do it like an English dub <laughs> and a German dub. Amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. No, they're, they're really neat. I mean, like, that's the thing. It's like, I think that this is a great movie uh to sort of encounter your feelings about like separating the art from the artist because kinski like undeniably gives an amazing performance in this and a really moving one i mean you know rick brought up the idea of like you know normally finding vampires sexy and in this one dracula is sad and lonely and so pathetic it just yeah absolutely pathetic the and absence of and love a... is the most abject pain <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck yes yes oh my god it's like he looks so ghoulish like he's you know he looks like the you know 
the the Murnau Nosferatu. Like, so he's got like the pale skin and he's got those creepy fingers and like weird ears and stuff. And like, he's just a really sad figure. And, you know, Michael knows my policy is that uh, I will consume the art of monsters as long as they're dead and can't profit from it. Um, Fair. It's a really good rule. I think you found the compromise (laughs) that I've uh, struggled to deal with. Mine has been a little bit uh, different from some of the modern ones of like, okay, Mm. if I've already purchased your, your item, I'm still going to enjoy it, but I will no longer fill your coffers. Uh, but yeah, right, that, yeah. That, that, that's kind of the, the 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 parallel of that. I'm just looking up uh, mm-hmm. the, the trivia for Nosferatu. Apparently, Klaus Kinski uh, wore no makeup for this role, and that should have been a clue as to everything that you've alluded to. Wait, what? Oh yeah, no makeup. That, Wait, that can't be real. That was his true visage. <laughs> Yes. Wait, yes. but that's so crazy because, like, in other movies, like he looks like a a, a human man. No, that's a lot, that's a lot of makeup. No, it's kind of like how um, Disney was cool with Angelina Jolie and let her use her actual wings from Maleficent. Same oh. deal. What? Same deal. Wow. Yeah, her actual cheekbones. <laughs> that is wild. Oh wow. man. So <laughs> is is Shadow of a Vampire? Shadow of a Vampire is kind of loosely inspired by a, a true story, even though, yeah. you know, that's referencing the original Nosferatu. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the one with Willem Dafoe, right? Yeah, that's the one with Willem Dafoe as Max Shrek. Right. Um, it's one of those things yeah. where you have to change something just enough so you don't get sued. Yeah, uh, yeah. And have to pay it. Like the score to Malignant exactly. is Where Is My Mind by the Pixies, but it's just different enough Yeah, that Frank Black so uh, doesn't get a check. Well, that's also the original Nosferatu, the Murnau, is that uh, apparently the uh, estate of, what's his name, who wrote uh, Dracula, tried to, Bram Stoker, tried to sue Nosferatu because it was so clearly based on the novel, but they were like, no, this one is called Nosferatu. This isn't Dracula. (laughs) This is a different vampire. (laughs) They like just had enough plausible deniability. (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, so we, these were some fun movies to watch in the context of Blackula, uh, because, you know, we wanted to look at 70s vampire movies, because, you know, they've got a very specific aesthetic, uh, seems like there was like a, you know, kind of, uh, some things that overlapped in the approach, but also I think that like this group really shows the, the broad ways in which uh, vampires were shown on screen in the 70s. Right. Which brings us to Blackula. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, before we get into talking about the movie in depth, Michael, I think we've got a little game that we'd like to play. Oh, yes. Everybody we loves got a game, game called The Sexy Trivia Game. Mm. Now, uh, we got to get the listeners real slick. So, uh, <laughs> Rick, can you see some of the sexy trivia quotes that are that are up there in our little script document? Working on it. Let me, let me stretch. Let me stretch first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get, get, get your stretch get going. Get your, get your stretch get going. Yeah, get, get loose. Um, yeah, I'm feeling gotta, a little constricted, so uh, give me a second. Uh, these pants, yeah. I think I'm done with them. I think I'm done with these pants. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we have no pants. video on this call, so if you want to take those pants off, go for it. 
Oh, well, if there's no video, then I don't want to do that. It's not as important. But I got the window <laughs> open, so it's okay. Okay. Behold, <laughs> behold um, this gift I've given my neighborhood that they're actually kind of sick of at this point. <laughs> yeah, we get it. We've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen it. Yeah, you have. All right. Now, you know. now I'm just going to pop some, uh, some trivia into the chat. Mm-hmm. But Rick, <laughs> would you like to get us... Uh, Start it off. Start it off. With our, fir- with our first piece of trivia. I can warm you I, up, baby. I popped it up into the chat there, young mm. squire. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Now, baby, William H. Marshall's Mama Wilder was the first Nubian vampire mm. to appear on mm. film. I know that's mm. right. Mm. I know that's right. First African American. Oh, African vampire. African. Not African American. Okay. Old African. He was trying Ooh. to add. He was trying to end the slave trade. Uh-huh. Okay. From the yeah, mother baby, continent yeah. herself. Mm-hmm. I know Ooh. that's right. Mm. Okay. Yes. Jelly, why don't you hit us with with B? Why don't you hit us with Article B of the Sex Absolutely. Okay, Shelley, I'm ready. I'm bracing mm. myself. The group performing in the club is the Hughes Corporation. Best known for their 1974 hit song, Rock the Boat. I love that song, mm. and I love all songs named Rock the Boat. Mm. Rest in peace, Alita. I love all songs. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Kind of makes me want to tip that boat over just to, mm-hmm. just to see oh. what happens. What's under that boat? Just to get wet? What's just to see if you want to get wet, wet, baby? Just to see if we like it. Hey. I know you're saying don't rock the boat, but but what if we do? Let's rock the boat. What if everybody agrees? Rock the boat. Just this one time. It's about just this one more time. It's about that motion in the ocean. We're gonna rock that boat. We're gonna tip the boat over. Motion in the ocean, maybe motion with the motion. You know what I'm saying? Okay. (laughs) It's about motion with the motion. (laughs) Now Now Michael, you wanna take us home? Oh, Oh, I can't do it without the music. The music. Oh, there it is. Okay, very good. Okay, I'll take this home. Okay, bring it on home. While the film was in its production stages, William Marshall worked with the producers to make sure his character at least had some dignity. His character's name was changed from Andrew Brown to Mama Walde and received a background story about his being an African prince who had been turned into a vampire by racist Count Dracula. Andrew Brown does not have quite the same Hi, ring. I'm Andrew Brown. Blackula. I'm going to bite you now. Listen, mister, I'm a vampire. Did I got you. Hear you. That? you know what? Andrew Brown, though, if he was Andy Brown and was like kind of like a, like Ooh. a, um, like a James Brown type, like, ah, I'm going to bite you. Come on. Let, get I, me. Yeah. Andy Brown, I can hear the like black exploitation theme song, like, yeah. Andy Brown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more like a downtown Andrew Brown. Oh, I like I like yeah, yes. <gasps> Wait, mm. that actually really works. I'm, like, I'm the general manager manager of Jamaica Avenue McDowell's. You know what? Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe Andrew Brown in the sequel to Blackula, we can make him like the half brother, the immortal half brother vampire hunter of Mama Walde. Mm-hmm. And, and oh, 
or the like great great grandson and he's like torn because oh. he's a vampire hunter but also he's related to the vampire oh god very very blade adjacent but i'm fine with it mm-hmm. um yes. just as long as he's a big tough guy and talks like mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. yeah get your ass over here gonna get those vamps. He's i'm gonna get i'm gonna kill all you suckers he it's, calls vampire suckers. Yes. And it's hard to sleep yes. during the day and keep vampire hours with the Q36 just keep going by mm-hmm. at all hours making oh, all that noise. Mm-hmm. This is a good... Now, Michael, Oof. I can't do it, but could you say, I'm going to get you, you jive vamps? I'm going to get you, you jive vamps. Yeah, oh, no, it's oh. Run, run, run. Oh, That's God. what vampires sound like. These are these are white vampires for sure. Yes. Um oh god. <laughs> get out of our neighborhood. Yes. You better get out. Come on now. You bringing up the rent. Oh. Get out. I cannot wait for our he doesn't gentrification sl- metaphor. He doesn't slay people. Black he just vampire. You know what? I didn't see the movie Vampires versus the Bronx, but I feel oh, like you that should. might Yeah. Is that basically the premise? I've never even heard of this. No, um, but it is a lot of fun. Think of it as... It's like a new Lost Boys, right? Yeah, think of it as the Lost Boys, but for a new millennia, but with a a lot more flavor mixed in. I I like that. So you've got the fun of these young... Uh, kids in their barrio, there's community, there's comedy, there's toothiness. And who wouldn't go to church more if Method Man was their priest? I know oh I would. Oh my God, Method Man is a priest? <laughs> Method I'm Man is, their, is the priest. I'm, I'm fucking done. Um, the, the, the neighborhood Bronx priest that's trying to keep the kids on the street and narrow. Um, you know, not saying verbatim, you kids got to protect your neck, but it's strongly implied. I really, oh my god! <laughs> I, okay, so we really we focused on vampires this year. I think the rest of this month, I'm just going to be watching vampire movies because oh, a hundred percent. There were so many that I wanted to talk about on this episode, and I did want to suggest Vampires versus the Bronx just because I hadn't seen I hadn't seen it. Um, mm. But I think and this now is you're gonna. I'm going to watch it today, most likely. All right. Um, I'm going to throw another yeah. one out there for you. Yeah. Uh, just for fun. Uh, you're going to love it. Bit. <laughs> it's on Prime. Bit. Think of The Lost Boys meets Promising Young Woman. Oh, I, listen, I had never heard of Bit, but I follow a ton of lesbian accounts on Instagram. And they posted screenshots from it yesterday. And I was like, what is this? This is yes. intriguing. All right, we're Bit and Ooh. Vampires versus the Bronx in our extending extended viewing playlist. Um, that's definitely Michael. On we got so many vamps to watch and, and throwing so music in from Bit. Great score from a band called Wolfmen of Mars. Oh, what a name. oh interesting. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, I'm loving this. Well. Um, oh my god. Well, okay. Well. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Yeah, I told you I was so going to go off on tangents. <laughs> no, we love it. Oh my god, no, this is fantastic. But if we want to turn back to Blackula for a moment, so Always, so what baby. is it about? 
Yeah. What is it about William Marshall in this movie that makes him like so attractive for you? I mean, beyond the fact that he's like handsome as hell and has yeah. amazing voice. Yeah. Beyond, beyond that. <laughs> beyond the the stunningly uh, obvious physical attraction, I watched this for the first time at an age when I probably shouldn't have been, and if I recall correctly, my grandmother was mad at me <laughs> for watching. <laughs> such How old mo- are you? I. Uh, Probably single digit age. I love that. Uh, growing oh up in uh, New York, typically uh, on the weekends, there would be uh, an Abbott and Costello movie at 12, a Kung Fu movie at one mm. thirty, And then normally grandma would yell at me, go outside and play uh, in Portuguese. <laughs> Um, childhood was my childhood, exactly. Right. But I'm guessing in October, probably on a rainy day, uh, couldn't go outside Amazing. and play, so stay inside and watch Blackula. So it's it's without question the first black exploitation movie I'd ever seen, and you mm-hmm. know before being as deep into horror as I am now, used to only Bella Lugosi. So here is like okay, mm. it's a vampire, it's a black guy it looks like a lot of people in my neighborhood uh not as decked out and resplendent uh in evening wear but familiar in that way familiar in the vampire way and then Mm -hmm. it's the great mix of him you know being in his mama wildness and then the, the strange things that happen with his facial hair when he vamps out is yeah out. It's like, <laughs> yes it's so good <laughs> and i remember being really terrified of the that scene and just a skeleton with all the worms on it's it so and gross i'm I like that, that is gross so maybe <laughs> oh, this reveals a lot about me and again that goth phase in the 90s of that mixture mm-hmm. of the macabre uh not quite the grotesque but certainly uh the atypical and and Mm -hmm. sensuality because when he's turning on the charm to uh uh, the reincarnation of nuva yeah yeah uh with with tina in the modern age but my darling nuva it's like Uh how how can you not get lost in that smoothness and then you mix it with the other vampires particularly that that long slow motion shot of the the woman that gets turned running down the hallway Mm. like that's some that that's some freaky shit that's a great shot yeah uh you know again at too young an age uh, to even consider any cinematic stylings of things it does resonate with me as a horror fan but also the the yeah again, it, it, it's part of the the cinematic vampire like i said there's penetration there's fluid transfer there's sensuality and all the the, mm. the sticky squishy that we love and are here to talk about today <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you, absolutely what did you guys I mean, think i love this I, first <laughs> off I, I i just i gotta say i love this as an origin story of rick like <laughs> it's <laughs> A really great origin story. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's absolutely perfect. <laughs> now you both had seen this before, is that correct? I had not. I had you... not seen it before. This was, oh, yeah, see, this that's why you're not Soul Brother Number One. This is the first time you're watching Black. <laughs> I'm yeah, more yeah. qualified than you. Hey, 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 hey! 
I've watched I've watched a bunch of other stuff. This is I'm not a horror boy. I'm not a horror boy. <laughs> but now you guys are tied because Rick is now we're tied. number two. Neck <laughs> and neck. God. I gotta I gotta climb my way back. Yeah, you you gotta do it, Michael. But I yeah, I had never seen this, but I was really excited watching it because I honestly didn't know that much about it. Um until I saw um Bonnet McGee who is another person I love, the one who plays Luva slash Tina. Um, yeah, I mean, like, not only is William Marshall so hot, but, like, I mean, they are, like, such a hot couple. And she is someone who has, like, been in so many classics and truly has, like, never gotten her due. Because, I mean, she is, like, just, like, unbelievably beautiful. Um, but I mean, she's been in so many great movies. She was in Sleep with Anger. She was in Repo Man. She was in The Great Silence with... Kowalskinski, psychopath. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was it was really exciting to to see her in this, and like, yeah, it just felt like it, having her in it, and like all those connections to like these great films. Like, it, you know, this is obviously a classic on its own, but like, it really felt like it like cemented its place and like being part of this like universe of like great movies of that time. Yeah. It keeps going back to Klaus Kinski, and I don't want it to. No. <laughs> I know. I don't like it. <laughs> That's the thing. There's too much Kinski. He's all over the place. You can't escape him. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so you've mentioned that you are mostly attracted to women. So, I mean, what is it about, like, William Marshall specifically that, like, would would you say that you're, like, attracted to him? Or is it just, like, you can appreciate that he's, like, an incredibly attractive man. <laughs> well, being older, uh, you know, a generation Xer, I, I, I got, I got to admire uh, the younger generations that are like, you know, gender some bullshit. I'm, I'm old, so I'm like <laughs> on the Kinsey scale of like, we're all a little, we're all a little, yeah. And now yeah. it's 2021. You never know. People are just friendly. So hey, yeah. I'm, These kids I'm, are out eating ass. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm retired, but you know, if my if if my beautiful lady were ever to un, uh, hypothetically uh, perish in some kind of freak CrossFit accident, I, I could be lonely. <laughs> How do I know? No, but 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 sexy. Uh, let's let, let's be honest, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. Sexy is sexy, and acknowledging, recognizing, appreciating, and respecting sexiness of any kind of fucking gender. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, growing up watching eighties horror. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I just want to see attractive naked people in my horror movie. Yeah. I don't care who. And, yes. and, and, you know, love and Friday the 13th films as well. If they're wet, that's a bonus. So while, <laughs> while, while mama Wilde was resplendent in his, uh, majestic vestments, throughout the man had style he had poise there was something that resonated through the screen much like the the vampiric glamour that could captivate an audience and then watching it again older and having a better understanding of black exploitation films and how essential they were to their audience not just in in representation but in social Mm -hmm. commentary and in this case in historical commentary like really fucking Mm -hmm. dracula you're for slavery what the fuck man i mean i know you got i know i know you have 
your brides and your familiars. I guess that should have been a clue. You know but, what? Yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's a fucking, Dracula's a piece of shit. Um, yeah, no good. Dracula is a piece of shit. And uh, uh, sorry to, to jump in, but. No, that's cool. That's cool. That For is sure. something. That is something I, I really loved about Blackula. Um, this like, mm-hmm. hey, uh, Dracula is like a, a rich fucking asshole. Um, he's an immortal yeah. <laughs> white man who's going to do what an immortal fucking white man uh, would do. Um, so I, I fucking, mm, I'd love that. So, so let, let, yeah, let, it's like, let's... of course, this like piece of shit who like wreaks havoc and like, you know, <laughs> drinks the blood of women. <laughs> like, of course he's going to be like an asshole who like supports slavery. <laughs> like, fuck that guy. So let, since Mike's not a horror boy, let, let me break it down in a way that I'm sure he can appreciate. In a way, <laughs> uh, Mama Walde uh, took charge of his kingdom and made it Wakanda before Wakanda was cool. He's he's for his um, people. Yeah. Oh, that shit. You mm-hmm. see, what what is what I really enjoyed about watching this movie, um, like. God damn, it is. It's just uh, it, it hits all the beats of a of a great black exploitation movie, um, mm-hmm. and a great exploitation mm-hmm. movie, um, and includes groups that are you know kind of forgotten about. Like I can't forget about uh, Billy and Bobby. Um, <gasps> I was about to say I love them so much. I would watch <laughs> a whole so movie good. about Billy and Bobby as vampires. Okay. <laughs> So, Rick, you mentioned that, like, you watched this as a kid. So, do you remember, like, the first movie that you saw where, like, you had, like, a full movie crush? Like, or got horny for the first time watching a movie? Absolutely. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I'll go you one further. It still works. Um, Friday the 13th, <laughs> part four. Oh, uh, my God. Without question. Again, like I said, growing up in the 80s attractive naked people and they're wet there's a lake yeah there's there's shower scenes um you've got uh the lovely judy aronson uh still fine as a motherfucker to this day got it i got it um she was also the brunette in weird science uh, if you like, oh. if you like martial arts films, uh, oh she God. was in. Oh she was the love interest of Michael Dudikoff in American Ninja. So that's that's oh, a, a like She's a ten so year old Rick trifecta of loveliness. Damn. But with her in Friday Thirteenth, and let's also add for no other reasons than perhaps to just make the male audience happy, twins. Let's add <laughs> twins. <laughs> <gasps> That's Michael and my favorite. <laughs> so you, you've you've got the gore, you've got uh, Jason Voorhees uh, supposedly on film for the last time. Not really. Uh, yeah, the final and, chapter. And, <laughs> yeah, and, no, no, no. And great Tom Savini effects. Uh, you can only imagine how high Corey Feldman was during the production. Yeah. Um, oh God. And and that just set the tone for me. So it, it's it's got it. There, there have been many scream queens to to capture mm-hmm. my heart, but uh, Judy sure. Aronson was probably the first. Could we get your top five? Top five. Queens? Okay, uh, yeah. Judy Aronson, mm-hmm. uh, Jennifer uh-huh. Rubin, 
um, who was uh, in Nightmare on Elm Street 3. She played mm-hmm. Taryn, who was a junkie, uh, but in her dreams, <laughs> she's beautiful oh. and bad. And she wasn't a Karen. Not a Karen. A Taryn. She was Karen, but not a Karen. Mm. <laughs> Taryn. Uh, other than that, we're, we're going to go right to the top. Not a Scream Queen, but like Mike mentioned, having a time machine uh, in an earlier mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah. I need to be able to time travel uh, so I can go back <laughs> sure. in time and meet Pam Greer. Oh, my God. <gasps> yeah, she's in and, Scream Blackula Scream, so, and, you know. And make her love. I don't like there her in go. that one because she's not a kick-ass character. Yeah. Of course. She's, she, mm. she, she, she works the title. She screams a lot. Uh, <laughs> and I like to see an assertive, don't fuck with me, Pam Greer. Oh, yeah. Uh, personally. Yeah. That's that's just me and 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 my thing. Um, I feel bad saying this because I'm an old man, but uh, Micah Monroe from It Follows. Oh, and she's so hot. Is uh, is Ooh, a very yeah. very lovely uh, yeah. young lady. Um, uh, yeah. But you know, I'm I'm 45 now, and, and <laughs> I don't want to I, I don't want to be too creepy. Um, if I were younger. <laughs> I'd say things that were a little saltier, <laughs> spicier. I feel this way about Zendaya, so it, it's totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and 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 number five, why did she just fall out of my head? She'll come back. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give I believe in you. You got it. Give me a second. Got you it. Got you got it. this. You got it. She's got there. This. She's in there. She's there. <laughs> Which movies is she in? But everything just blanked out. I had her on deck. Oh, and no. It was gone, but it was age appropriate. Okay, she's back now. Yes. She's back. She's back. Now, <laughs> this is going to sound weird to some in relation to the Michael Monroe thing, but keep in mind when I first saw this actress, we're the same age. So when she was about 10 or 11 in Halloween 4, I was 10 or 11 watching it. No, I, so I, it's I, okay. Oh. Yeah, and it's Danielle Harris like it. who also fine as fuck. Oh, Danielle who? Screen. Danielle <laughs> Harris. Danielle Harris. Quit being Danielle crying. Harris. You might know her from uh, Roseanne. You might know her <gasps> oh from Daylight. Oh. I also loved her in the Hatchet sequels. This forty-four-year-old woman oh. is oh. fine. She she came back in Rob Zombie's Halloween films. As oh. playing a different character, but she's in her 30s playing a high school student. So I'm convinced she may <laughs> be amazing. a vampire herself. <laughs> oh, or God. perhaps somewhere in her home there's a portrait of Danielle Harris yeah. that ages where she does yeah, check not. Check her attic. <laughs> I don't know what her secret is, but keep doing it. She's from Long Island too? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, she, oh, well, she's definitely. She's the type of girl I would have had a crush on in it, in drama club. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm in Qu- oh my god! I'm in Queens Village, right on the border. It, it like the right field trip, and god. and there could have been a connection. Y'all would have been in the same place wow. between she and I. It's a lost opportunity, oh, but that that's that's okay. She's she she's not only physically beautiful; she's a horror icon and and still involved. <laughs> Amazing. with the horror community uh and yeah i, I guess a long way around that's my top five 
I love it. I love it. Now, do you think, I mean, you are the the horror expert here. Mm-hmm. Do you think that most horror is less sexual than it used to be? Like, I think like the Blumhouse stuff seems to be like a little more desexualized compared to like, I don't know, even I just like rewatched Halloween recently. It's like, there are tits everywhere. <laughs> I don't feel like you get that as much in no. like a lot of contemporary horror. It it it, it doesn't, and I can. Uh, while I'm disappointed by it, I get it. <laughs> um, no production should uh, force somebody to do something they may not be comfortable with. I mean, if the script for calls sure. for it, and you say you're good with it, and then you sign the contract, yeah, get them out. But also back in the day before cable before streaming even before vhs throwing tits and ass into the movie was the way to get people (laughs) out of their house and Mm -hmm. just watching tv for free (laughs) it's like you're gonna see some bush and boy was there a lot of it (laughs) i miss i really do miss miss that era of like ooh. you gotta see some you gotta see some some titties some dick you know oh yeah i do as well and for for i'm in grad school right now and like for my end of the year uh first year project uh i wrote like a an essay about um like women in horror and i mainly looked at the screenplays for halloween and carrie and uh also american psycho but i mean those two seemed like the most uh, comparable because they were like so close in time and like the screenplays are so different because like you know you had Deborah Hill involved in Halloween mm-hmm. and so like even though it talks about like women like taking off their shirts and stuff it never feels like gross about it yeah. <laughs> and the Carrie screenplay is insane it's like and she rubbed her tits and it looked like her eyes were gonna fall out of her head because she was so fucking horny like like it is really interesting like that you know that era was like so sort of like hyper sexual but like it, it was like so dependent on like the screenwriters and the the directors like how whether it felt gross or not mm-hmm. you know um it it, it is I do champion women in horror, telling their stories, sharing their mm. visions. Uh, sometimes the nudity, especially in like some revenge uh, horror, does feel really gross in the way yeah. like this is titillation. Something's happening to this character, and then they're going to get revenge. Which I, I, I've, I've had private conversations. Uh, with my co-host I'm like I don't know if that genre needs to continue and Chelsea mm-hmm. had the great point of like uh, if it's a woman at the helm then yeah sure and I'm like you are right mm-hmm. in that kind of way <laughs> yeah. but I, I, I think now also the business has changed it's like if we're going to put an overabundance of nudity um, it's going to be on uh, the premium cable shows that like win the Emmys and right. that kind of thing <laughs> we got to get them. yeah, yeah. we got to get them viewers yeah, get people get the subscribers subscribing to these streaming. I mean, I, I, yeah. I love it and, and and you can judge me as you want. Like Joe Bob Briggs, uh, <laughs> if I were to rate a movie on a star system, uh automatic half star deduction if there's no nudity. Uh yeah. but that doesn't mean it's not enjoyable. I'm just yeah. saying as someone who likes things spicy, I'm like, I can eat a meal without yeah. hot sauce, but if it's there, <laughs> it adds to it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I really, I no, really and also, I give an automatic two extra stars to any movie that shows Hog. Yeah. Oh yeah, gotta show. I mean, yeah, 
<laughs> I feel like I'm able to re- connect to a movie more when I see everybody. Everyone's naked. All right. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll go you one further. Uh, I'll see you and I'll raise you. Um, I think if you've done nudity in cinema, you should be expected to do so in every subsequent project. So now if like uh, Viggo Mortensen's... I think that's the Ewan McGregor approach. Yeah. Ewan McGregor... Uh, um, uh, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, Michael, Harvey Keitel. Michael Fassbender. Maybe not Keitel. But it's like they got a new movie coming out and it's like, uh, do they hang down? then I'll be happy. <laughs> you know what? No one has asked uh, male actors that question enough. Like, do you show dick in this? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I remember like reading an article like in 2002 or some shit, or, you know, it was early 2000s when things were very, very gross and in interviews. And Angelina <laughs> Jolie was getting interviewed on uh, Tomb Raider. And they were like, do you show your tits in this? And do you show your tits in the sequel? And it's just like, this is fucking Tomb Raider. This is based on a fucking video game. Like, fuck. You know what? They need to start asking all these Marvel guys. Oh like, yo, does Iron Man show his dick? Yeah. Does Captain mm-hmm. America show his dick? <laughs> which, uh, which, God of which, Thunder? Which, you know let's... Disney will never yeah. allow that. <laughs> Wolverine, do yep. you show your dick? Mjolnir, let's see it. Yeah, let's see all the dicks. The, all the <laughs> Avengers dicks. There's got to be a shower them... scene. like where they <laughs> And get them from below. Let's get some balls in there for the people that want to look at them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hell, let's get whole. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's get balls. Let's get whole. Let's get leave uh, nothing get to balls, my imagination. <laughs> I, I, I want, think yeah. it's essential to the plot. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I want to see a colonoscopy on screen. I want to see Iron Man get a colonoscopy. Um, well, he's dead. Just because so we're worried has, about his health, it has to be a different character. Man. But maybe Spider Man, who is an adult. I didn't know he was dead. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Oh, Iron Man. Well, oh yeah, he's a, yeah. He's, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't want. I mean, I don't watch those movies. They're but dumb. I... They're, they're dumb. They're fun. They're dumb. <laughs> well, speaking of hole, should we play suck, Mary kill? Perfect segue. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> Michael, would you like to introduce the game for us? Okay, so you know this game. It's fuck, Mary kill, related to this week's film. So. Uh, we have uh, William Marshall, our Blackula. We have Delphine Seyrig of Daughters of Darkness. And we have, oh, we didn't really pick uh, a hottie for uh, Nosferatu the Vampire. But I love that. Oh, well, you told me Isabel. Oh, yes. Isabel Adjani. Yes, I totally. Yes. Um Ooh. Yeah, terrifying I, white lady. I, for, as you I, called her. I forgot to say yes. The terrifying, the whitest woman I've ever seen. Um, I've never been attracted to a woman this white, and that's why she has to be the hottie of that movie. I was like, damn, she's white, but she's all right. Um, so I'm gonna get that on a t-shirt. Yeah, damn, yeah. she's white, but she's all right. Don't ever wear that t-shirt. People will hate it. <laughs> Everyone will hate that T-shirt. Well, when I go to like my, you know, Blue Lives Matter rally. Oh right, right. She's white, but she's all. Ooh, well, having a Cuban dad uh, kind of puts me in a mixed mate race relationship, regardless of my complexion. I but now it. that I think about it, it's a lost opportunity. Like the first Thanksgiving at beautiful lady's house, I didn't have a shirt that said "She's white, but she's all right." <laughs> It's about time white women got. <laughs> oh gosh! 
So, um, oh, goodness. I love that this <laughs> fuck Mary Kill is, is going to be uh, you were choosing between two white women this episode. So, um, <laughs> one of those white women gotta die. I'm sorry. No, um, that's okay. I know it's it's a shame, but what can you do? Yeah. Not necessarily. You don't know how this game's gonna go. Now, oh, I do plan to watch Daughters of Darkness. I did not prior to this, but now I just saw it's on Tubi, and I've watched a lot of movies throughout this pandemic. Some would say a disgusting amount. Please, so I please, would... please share your number. Please share your number. As of last yeah. night, with Nosferatu, the vampire, <laughs> uh, which was watched upon returning home from Halloween mm-hmm. Kills, I am at, officially, 1,299 films. <laughs> My God. Since the lockdown Amazing. began in March I'm... of... Mm. 2020 that's impressive that's so fucking cool that is incredible <laughs> that's so fucking oh my god cool. i love it <laughs> i'm like uh, that rules <laughs> honestly be, that fact alone i was like oh we gotta have rick on for halloween but honestly mm. if halloween doesn't work out oh. we gotta have him on period and just talk about that that for amazing real. Um, oh my god <laughs> because i like that is like heroic that's like folk hero that's you're a folk yeah. hero <laughs> was truly it, or, amazing or, or truly. did it start out as just um i don't want to post uh things that i'm baking because i'm not baking <laughs> uh like I, I was very curious i'm like all right let, I'm, I'm i'm home i got nothing to do let's start <laughs> here watch a lot of movies that i've never seen before watch a lot of stuff that you know i'm very familiar with and liked it and now it's like i really want the union hall to call me i want the strike to be avoided yeah uh, i just redid my safety certifications i want to be the one cleaning up uh, the spike lee set of uh some picture uh, it's like you realize how hard this is to get off a floor that kind of thing i'd be happy with that so yeah um i plan to watch uh daughters of darkness but since i'm ignorant she just has to go i'm fucking yeah. it'll well, a Johnny, mm-hmm. and we're going to marry Mama Walde and live in his uh, palatial estates, and we're going to groove at the Hell club, yeah. and, uh, and it's going to be a good time. <laughs> and, if, and if I could get not, a, a cape not as fancy as he has, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not the prince, but, you know, something, sure. something suitable for me, something that fits my style, uh, which has been described mm-hmm. as uh, hobo fabulous. I love that. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Oh, Michael, what are you thinking? Okay, so I'm hopping in my time machine. Um, Let's let's start with the obvious. I'm going to marry William Marshall. I think he'd be a great, great husband, great partner, uh, very loyal. Um, Mm -hmm. You know what? I like to think uh, maybe maybe we meet in another life. Um, Like I'm, Mm. we're reincarnated again, and uh, okay, you know, I don't know. It, the point is, I'm marrying this character. He's 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 good. Sure. He's the kind of you know loyalty I would like to have as a person. So it's like, yeah, you look for those qualities in a in a marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that was this is probably the most sound approach I've had to like a marry and a fuck marry kill. So there's that. <laughs> um, I like it. Then oh god, this is gonna be tough. Who am I gonna? Oh God, I, I think I gotta. I gotta. Which fuck, white lady's gonna get got? I think I gotta fuck uh, Delphine Sarig because uh, yes. she's so hot. 
and I don't think I could kill her. <laughs> um, she would fuck me up. No, she would kill you. She would I mean, kill yeah. me. Somebody has to die. Those are the rules. So, oh yeah, absolutely. So. Oh yeah, but he could take Isabella Ajani. He couldn't so, take Delphine Sayrig. So Delphine Sayrig, I am going to fuck, and then I'm going to say like, "Hey, can you help me out with something? Um, I need to kill somebody, <laughs> and in a different time period." And so she'll be like, "Okay, cool." Um, she's gonna hop in the time machine with me, and uh, I mean, she's she's based on a, a serial killer, so she'd be like, "Yes, I'm down," mm-hmm. um, and I'll help you do it. Elizabeth Bathory. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, we go back in time, and that's where where I would encounter, um, you know, this white woman. I say, you know, like she's the whitest woman here, so you can't miss her. And she'd be like, "Oh yeah, I see her." Um, so Isabella mm. Johnny, uh, she's white, but she's all right. But she's got to go uh, <laughs> night night. Um, yeah, she's <laughs> she's I, I'm she's she creeps me out. Also, um, she's so hot, but she she creeps me out. She's like a ghost. Um, it's just, mm. it's too much. It's too much. And even, I mean, even white people got to be like, man, <laughs> get a tan. Um, I'm, I, Shelly, you, you would be inclined to, I'll pass the ball to you, but, uh, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. This is very hard. Yeah. Because all three but yeah, but, are you so know, Let's answer the question. Let's, you know, let's not go on to hardness. okay i think oh god i feel so bad piling on but i think i have to kill isabella johnny oh so we're both we're we're all together in this in this murder (laughs) cool yeah we are (laughs) the only thing that would save her yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh listen though you know i will say uh i said you know just a moment ago that delphine sayrig could kill you and you could kill isabel but i have seen possession and Isabella Johnny is absolutely terrifying in that movie, and she, she has it in her. She could kill you. She could. Yeah, I'd, I, I'd have to. I'd, I take. Hmm. I take the risk. I would. I would off her. Uh, I think I would fuck William Marshall. I would fuck fuck Blackula. Um, he seems like he would be a generous lover, mm-hmm. uh, and he'd be a gentleman. You know, mm-hmm. like he. Yeah, yeah. He he's 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 got manners. So I think that would be delightful. And then, you know, I'd have to marry Delphine Sayrig because I saw how she acted with her little familiar Alona, you know. They they were having a good time until Alona got got. They had a a long running nice relationship. And I I'm in for it. Also, she stays at lovely hotels. Her fashion is on point. I, I could see this being something good in the long run. You, you can know? see a future. Yeah, I can see a future there. I like that. What do you think, Michael? I think that all checks out. I think that all yeah. checks all right. out. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is a good this is a good plan. Yeah. No, I think we all we all made the right choices for ourselves. Yeah. And we, we apologize. To we have to live with it. To Isabel Ajani. So, Rick. Yes. <laughs> I'd let her kill so me. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having oh, me. Oh, I mean, she could absolutely kill me. Um, yeah. Do you have any things you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm very excited. Uh, Spooky Doings Improv is going to do our first show since March 
of 2020. Wow. Halloween at Amazing. six o'clock oh at the Magnet Theater. Tickets are available now. Proof of vaccination is required. If you're not vaccinated, fuck off out of the city and you know yeah. go to <laughs> Suffolk County, uh, where they tolerate that kind of thing. If you mm-hmm. want to have a good time, yeah. and uh, and I'm very excited because you know some people are going to show up. It's New York City. It's Halloween. Yeah, there are probably yeah. many places that you can choose to be. So anybody that uh, chooses to spend their early evening with us for some haha, I'll be grateful for. <laughs> and then you can go to um, be sexy elsewhere uh, with a good laugh. Um, there's the Spooky Doings podcast. It's available on iTunes and Spotify and Podbean. Uh, sexy Mike Stevens has been a guest for, uh, we do improvised reviews. Uh, we do interviews. Mm. Sometimes my co-host uh, Chelsea and I, we just shoot the shit about uh, a topic um uh, and and you should have her on the show if you want to have me back on the show oh, to talk absolutely. about the sickening amount Hell of movies yeah. i've seen oh, uh, absolutely a lot of tits <laughs> uh some uh, some cocks here and there uh not 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 a lot in the way of whole but you know we we can dream we can dream well i think one day the culture will evolve um and we will see uh yes. asshole in you know We'll start with rated R movies and then work our way to PG thirteen movies. Everyone has an asshole, and so I do believe we God. need more NC seventeen mm. films. Oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Bring back of, the X rating, please. Yeah, because uh, you know, one day this pandemic's going to be over. Restrictions are going to be lifted, and I don't want children in the movie theater with me. So if they're strictly prohibited, yeah, I'm happy. Mm. Yeah, 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 I love that. I love that. Um, Put those perfect yeah. um so yeah this has been so much fun uh thank you this rick has been fantastic for, for thank you both your, yeah and uh, also you can follow us uh on social media at everyone is hot pod that's every one as in numeral one not o and e everyone is hot pod uh and that's going to be on twitter and instagram oh i follow them you should would- too yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Michael, and thank you, Rick. This has been such a delight. Oh, oh my God. Thank you, Shelley. Thank you, Rick. Um. Oh God, I I love your podcast, and I love the Spooky Doing Show, and I'm I'm very happy to hear that y'all are doing live stuff again. So, oh, so excited. Yes. Thank you very much. And for normally, me. and if you want to wander uh, through Queens Village sometime <laughs> in the night uh i might be in my window just on the lookout <laughs> and just, sharing my gift just shaking it more so in the, the summer months I'll be honest. in the warmer months it's more likely uh so but climate change has changed everything so you never know uh, you never know i'll go on my i'll let you know when i'm on my bicycle tour sure yeah <laughs> and normally we tell you guys to stay horny but this week Please stay spooky. Okay, see what you did. I see. Okay. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. That's right. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.